The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut brings you today's edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and in this broadcast, we will be listening to the continuation of a sermon which my husband delivered as part of the Heavenly Authority series. Pastor is discussing David's census of Israel and Judah from 2 Samuel chapter 24. And when we left off last time, he had read from the parallel section in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, where the prophet Gad has come to David with God's decree of punishment for his actions. David must choose from three options, famine, the sword of the enemy, or plague in the land. And Gad tells David that the plague will come by the angel of the Lord, destroying throughout the land of Israel. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg. How the angel of the Lord, this angel has his sword, and it's the sword of the angel, these things that go on in heavenly realms that ordain the physical things that we can analyze and see. The unseen has really more impact than the seen. It's very hard for modern man to accept that or comprehend that, but the Bible teaches it over and over. Verse 13, And David said to Gad, again we see this, I am in great distress, Please let me fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are very great, but do not let me fall into the hand of man. Verse 14, So the Lord sent the plague upon Israel, and 70,000 men of Israel fell. God chooses the plague. Well, the plague is what his word prescribed, right? We read that in Exodus chapter 30, verses 11 to 12. When the leader refuses to number the people the proper way, 70,000 people, 70,000 men of Israel, all Israel, God sees Israel as united. David was so concerned with numbers, with power, and now by his actions, they're short 70,000 fighting men. Verse 15, And God sent an angel of the angel to Jerusalem, to destroy it. Now it's at the heart, at the city of David, at Jerusalem. And he was destroying. As he was destroying, the Lord looked and relented of the disaster and said to the angel who was destroying, it is enough, it is enough. Now restrain your hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. He's there to destroy it. Remember, this starts 2 Samuel 24.1. The anger of the Lord again was aroused against Israel. He moved David against them to say, go number Israel and Judah. And he has Satan incite David to go and number the people. He uses the leader because the leader, his actions result in punishment on the people or blessings upon the people. And so there's this dynamic circle. As he's angry with the people, he gives them the leader they deserve. The leader's actions will bring penalties, and God will judge the people for their sin. 
and there's this dynamic circle between the leader and the people, and he was aroused against Israel because of all their great sinfulness, and then the mercy of God comes in and he relents because they are his people, and Jerusalem will be his city, and he says, enough. Restrain your hand. And they're at the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. This Ornan is a Jebusite prince. And we'll see he owns a threshing floor on Mount Moriah. Now the Jebusites, that's the original name of the inhabitants, the original inhabitants of Jebus, the name of ancient Jerusalem. And when Joshua and the Israelites invaded Canaan, the Jebusites were ruled by one of the five Amorite kings who Joshua conquered. They're the five Amorite kings that resisted the Hebrew conquest. And after Joshua defeated and killed the five kings, we read that the Jebusites were not driven out of Jebus until we come to David. And after David was made king, if you go back to 1 Chronicles chapter 11, in verse 4, And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. But the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, You shall not come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. So now we see Jerusalem is called Zion. That is the city of David. It becomes known as the city of David. Now David said, Whoever attacks the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. And Joab went up first and became chief. That's how Joab becomes commander. And then David dwelt, then David dwelt in the stronghold. Therefore, they called it the city of David. And David, as he takes over the city, as it becomes the center of his empire, seems to still recognize the property rights of at least some of the Jebusites. Because this Ornan, who's also called Aronah, Ornan means prince, so he's a prince of the Jebusites. Aronah means aristocrat. He's an aristocrat of the Jebusites. This Ornan still owns the threshing floor area, quite a large area in Jerusalem, north of where David has set up the kingdom center in the city of David. And obviously, this Ornan is an important man. There's an interesting fact about the area that's around this threshing floor, several interesting facts. If you look ahead to David's son in 2 Chronicles chapter 3, in 2 Chronicles chapter 3, in verse 1, it says, Now Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. So the section of Jerusalem is actually north of where David initially establishes the city, the northern area, an area called Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. So we'll see that David sees this angel with the sword as we read on in our account of the census. And when that angel of the Lord is there, it's a manifestation of the appearance of God because we read in 2 Chronicles chapter 3 where the Lord appeared to his father David. And this angel of the Lord always brings a manifestation of the image of God, the 
presence of God, and so he is indeed a type of Jesus Christ. So this threshing floor area that Ornan owns will become the area that Solomon will build the temple, and it's known as Mount Moriah. Let's get a little more history about this area. If you go back to the first book of the Bible in Genesis, Genesis chapter 22, in the account of the son of promise, in the account of Abraham with the son of promise Isaac, we read about the mountains of Moriah. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1 it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son. Now he has Ishmael as a son also, right? But God sees Isaac as the only son, the only begotten son, the special son, the one that's born of promise, the one that's born miraculously to Sarah at an old age, whom you love, the one to whom God said that the descendants of Isaac would be as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. He said, the son that you love, your only son, and go to where? The land of Moriah. The land of Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I should tell you. Again, another thing that sounds very cruel. So Abraham rose early in the morning and he takes his young, the two young servants with him and Isaac his son and he takes the wood for the burnt offering. Verse 4, then on the third day, so for three days Abraham has to count Isaac as dead. The father has to count the son as dead for three days. And he lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off. He sees the mountains of Moriah. And Abraham said to his young men, and we know now this is in the Jerusalem area, right? Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and what? And we will come back to you. He believes that Isaac's going to come back down with him. Could this boy, he has no children, we're told his descendants will be like the stars in the sky, could he be the one that's prophesied, the one that can actually make the offering? for mankind, and then rise from the dead and come back. Abraham is counted in his heart for the resurrection with the son of promise, this son of joy. Verse 5, and Abraham tells him this, verse 6, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering. He takes the wood of the sacrifice and he lays it on Isaac. He lays it on Isaac and Isaac has to carry the wood of the sacrifice. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. And verse 7, But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb. Literally in the Hebrew, God will provide himself the lamb. My son, God, will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And then down in verse 11, as Abraham stretching out his hand and taking the knife, the angel of the Lord. So again at the site in Mount Moriah, we have the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. 
So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And then they look up and there's a ram caught in the thicket. And that's the one that Abraham takes and he makes the offering on Mount Moriah. And verse 14, and Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, the writer of Genesis says, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide himself a lamb. The Lord who is like this Isaac, the son of promise, the son of miracle, who will carry the wood of the sacrifice on Mount Moriah, in the area of Moriah. The Lord will provide himself a lamb. On the hill of the Lord, it will be provided. And Moriah derives from the word place and a verb that means in the passive voice to say and in the active voice to provide, and Yah. Mem and Ra'ah and Yah gives you Moriah. And it's a play on those words that means in the active voice, the place where Yahweh provides, Moriah. Or in the passive voice, the place of the appearance of Yahweh. And it means both. Where Yahweh appears and where Yahweh provides. If you enjoy these Bible teachings by Pastor Greg, we would like to invite you to worship the Lord with us at our Sunday service. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.